0: Hello, welcome back to Scripture Mastery, the part in that one guy's life, Eli Jenkins, where he memorizes scriptures and is accountable for it. Today is a special day for, as I have alluded to in many times past, well, it's a two-parter. That's the first thing. It's a two-parter scripture, uh, because it's way too long for me to memorize the first time. Moroni 7, 45, 47, 48. A very good and important scripture near the end of the Book of Mormon talking about uh, charity. What charity is. But the other reason why this is a very important episode is that this is officially the last episode. I know I have had my doubts about whether uh, this would be the last episode or not, or whether the last episode would be the last episode, or the episode, the last last episode be the last episode, you know. but. This is officially going to be the last episode. And there's a couple of reasons to this. First one is uh my mission starting. And that's that's going on next week. Next week, guys. I am whoo. I'm freaking freaking out a little bit. Yeah, but my mission starts and it starts at Temple Square campus. Uh we will be seeing what that has in store for us and ah, oh, the the different opportunities to serve there. It was yesterday I, I went on splits with uh, a teaching missionary, uh, which would probably be one of the few times I have the ability to be present in a proselyting mission and to help teach a part of that. And it was just amazing. Like, the, the Spirit was so powerful and so strong, even when our words weren't really that strong. Like, we we just recited what we knew from the lesson and, you know, talked about what we talked about previously, how we thought it would go down, and it, it, it kind of did, but when we just threw out what we had learned, the, the family we were teaching, really were inspired. They were... They, they felt the Holy Ghost and they knew how it applied to them. So it wasn't really us teaching them. It was the Holy Ghost teaching them. Which was interesting to me. Another reason why this is the last episode is because I've grown wary, if I can put it that way. Uh It's, we're, we're up to 37 scriptures. 37. That's, it's a lot of words. I can still fit it on. (laughs) I I mean, I can, I can put the references on one piece of paper still, but, uh, if you try to write out all those, all those scriptures, it would take up uh, a good, it already takes up a good, portion of the book of mormon and a lot of the principles kind of simplified down i feel like uh this the, the timing and the different just the different things i want to do each day and are are getting in the way and gosh re- really i am wearing down from this. This is really just pushing me to, to my limits of what I can handle and what it, I, I want to be doing with my time and... just the amount of scriptures that are in my head right now. So, we did it. We fought the good fight. We memorized 37 scriptures, and now it is time to move on. I will miss this. I'm not sure if any of you will miss this, but I will miss this. It will definitely be a relief, but also a bit a bit sad to be ending. And a bit strange, too. I, I'll need to find something good that I can... Replace this with it in if I have time while I'm on my mission, which I probably won't <laughs> mission goes from nine to three p m which is not as long as an like a real not not a real uh don't use the word real proselyting mission a teaching mission you start at well. 6:30 in the morning and end at 10:30 at night. Uh, so this is this will be a bit more structured I think and I I really appreciate that. <sighs> this is it. Let's review all 37 scriptures. Moroni Moroni 45 47 48. And charity suffereth long, and is kind, and envieth not, and is not puffed up. Seeketh not her own, is not easily provoked, thinketh no evil, and rejoiceth not in iniquity, but rejoiceth in the truth, beareth all things, believeth all things, hopeth all things, endureth all things. But charity is the pure love of Christ, and it endureth forever. And whoso is found possessed of it at the last day, it shall be well with him. Wherefore, my beloved brethren... Pray unto the Father with all the energy of heart that ye may be filled with this love that which he hath bestowed upon all who are true followers of his Son, Jesus Christ, that ye may become the sons of God, that when he shall appear we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is, that we may have this hope, that we may be purified even as he is. Amen. Amen to that. There's a there's a huge vocabulary in the Book of Mormon and it's really sometimes it's really hard to understand uh what exactly you're supposed to be gaining from it. But testify as you ponder out the different words, with the different meanings, and the different scriptures behind them, that you will find God's will for you, and you will know your purpose. Charity is the pure love of Christ. We must find charity, and it will be well with us in the last days. That will be my mission to be charitable, and if sometimes I get confused and I don't really know the meaning of charity anymore, then I will fall back on Moses 139, which is, is the Father's purpose to bring to pass the immortality and eternal life man huh i hope to anyone listening to this that they may be able to find that purpose okay oh here's my here's my scripture cheat sheet ah i don't need to look at it yeah because the next one is 3 Nephi 2720. 3 Nephi 2720 states, now this is the commandment, perhaps. Yes. Come unto me and be baptized. No, repent, all ye ends the earth. And come unto me and be baptized in my name. Sorry. Come unto me and be baptized in my name, that ye may have eternal life. Come unto me and be baptized in my name, ah, that ye may be sanctified by the reception of my Holy Spirit, that ye may stand spotless before me at the last day. there we are. Come unto him and be baptized in Jesus Christ's name. And as we'll review in the Mosiah Scripture, Mosiah 18, that as a witness before him, that you will serve him and keep his commandments. Which, the scriptures that we're reciting, they are the commandments. So, let us continue. Third Nephi. I'm going to mix up the order a little bit, but it'll still be the same scriptures. 3rd Nephi 18 15, 22-23 Verily, verily, I say unto you ye must pray always, lest ye be tempted by the devil, and ye be led away captive by him. And behold, ye shall meet together oft, and ye shall not forbid any man from coming unto you, and ye shall meet together. But suffer them that they may come unto you, and forbid them not. But ye must pray for them, and not cast them out. And if it so be that they come unto you oft, ye shall pray for them unto the Father in my name. Hmm. Let us be inclusive. Like how it describes in Second Nephi thirty six thirty three twenty six thirty three but we'll get to that. Third Nephi twelve forty eight Therefore I would that ye should be perfect, even as I or that or your Father who is in heaven is perfect. Perfection is a goal a lifelong goal. But if we're continually striving for it, if we're refraining from idleness, we shall be happy. We shall be living after the manner of happiness, which is not a scripture I memorized, but it's still really cool. 3 Nephi 11, 10-11 Behold, I am Jesus Christ, whom the prophets testified shall come into the world. And behold, I am the light and the life of the world, and I have drunk out of that bitter cup which the Father hath given me, and have taken upon me and have glorified the Father in taking upon me the sins of the world in the which I have suffered the will of the Father from the beginning. Hmm. that's a uh, important scripture now it's around here that you realize it's not the order that I used previously. That's because I, I, I got confused when I randomly memorized a DNC and c scripture in the middle of that instead of continuing on with 3rd Nephi. So I put the two D&C scriptures together after 3rd Nephi. So that that first one that was in between 3rd uh, Nephi 18 and 3rd Nephi 12 is now D&C 8210. No. First let's do DNC twenty five twelve, which is for my soul delighteth in the song of the heart. <sighs> yea, the song of the righteous is a prayer unto me, and shall be answered with a blessing upon their heads. That is that is an amazingly powerful scripture to me. It testifies that God loves music. And I realized last night in my studies why God loves music. It's because music creates patterns. And that's why it appeals to us. And that's why, because it appeals to us, we remember it. Therefore, if God can put in his messages through music, it will cause us to remember his message. And that is half the war already won is remembering. There's a great war between remembering and forgetting. For when we sin, we forget God. And it's just a matter of remembering who we are and what our values are. If we forget that, then we are vulnerable to attack. That is why And not only is it happy and amazing that we have hymns that we can use as prayers, but it is absolutely necessary and important that we have hymns that we might remember. All right, let's go on. Moroni... Let's think. Perhaps it is Marone I Mar own I <sighs> No DNC eighty two ten I the Lord am bound when ye do what I say, but when ye do not what I say, ye have no promise. The Lord is bound when we do what I say he, an eternal being with all power and all knowledge in both heaven and in earth is bound by us when we do what he says. That is an amazing principle to remember because that's where his values lie. He values staying true to his commitments even if we don't. even if if we if we don't stick true to our commitments then he is not bound but it doesn't mean that he won't stay true to his commitments because we weren't true to ours he is always true he is the same yesterday and today and tomorrow let's go ahead alma 41 10 Do not suppose, because it has been spoken concerning restoration, that ye shall be restored from sin to happiness. Behold, I say unto you, Wickedness never was happiness. Wickedness never was happiness. Being idle never brought happiness. Causing others pain never brought happiness. No manner of sin brings happiness. It's all a lie that Satan speaks to us. We will, in a time of great pain, in a time, whether we're feeling a, a horrible emotion or we're feeling great physical pain, sometimes we get this little whisper that says, Hey, you know what would make you feel better? Is if you punched if you punched your brother. Yeah, that would, that would definitely, he definitely deserves it. He, it would make you feel so much better. Or, it would make you so much, feel so much better if you took this drink of alcohol. Just this once. Just, just one time. And then you can repent later. This is the war. This is the satanic influence that affects us every day, and it can be through the littlest things. Hey, just, put, just push this task off for just a few seconds, May- maybe a few more. You're tired. You feel pain. You can't do it right now. You can't stick to your goal of running in the morning. No, you... It just makes me sick. Uses our pain against us to excuse bad behavior, to excuse going outside of our value system. Develop a strong value system, my brethren and my sisters. Please, set strong, firm lines of what you will and won't do. Stay true to them, even in the face of others, even if they don't understand, or they take it the wrong way, it doesn't matter. You must be able to save yourself first before you can save another. Please know what your values are know what you are going to do every day from today from today to the next day at least know what you're going to do in the next hour to improve to take a step towards the righteous path instead of staying in the middle and subsequently falling back into the dark path you don't have to walk towards the dark path, for evil prevails when good men do nothing. I realized that actually wasn't a quote spoken in the church, but was actually a statement made uh, by an influential person during the either the Civil War or the Revolutionary War. saying that we cannot stand by and be idle it is just not possible you can't stay still in one in one state you are always moving whether you are the cause of that movement or someone is acting for you don't be acted upon <sighs> Next, we need to do uh, Alma 3, Alma 39, 9. Now, my son, I would that ye should repent and forsake your sins and go no more after the lusts of your eyes, but cross yourself in all these things. For except you do this, you can in no wise inherit the kingdom of God. Oh, remember and take it upon you and cross yourself in these things. I'll I'll need to look up sometime what cross means to bar yourself from. To make it impossible to go back to your sin, not just to walk away from it. Destroy any path that could possibly lead you back to being idle, to being a tool of the adversary. Whew. Alma 34, 10 through 11. For it is expedient that an atonement should be made, for according to the great plan of the eternal God, there must be an atonement made, or else all mankind must unavoidably perish. Yea, all are hardened, yea, all are fallen and are lost, and must perish except it be through the atonement which it is expedient should be made. For it is expedient that there should be a great and last sacrifice, yea, not a sacrifice of man, neither of beast, neither of any manner of fowl, for it shall not be a human sacrifice. But it must be an infinite and eternal sacrifice. An infinite and eternal sacrifice. Remember that. Eternal also means godly. Infinite and godly. Infinite means without end. It will never stop saving us, no matter what we've done, no matter where we think we are or what we think we're worth. We will have feelings of unworthiness. We will feel like we are worth nothing. That is because of Satan. And it's such a lie. We are worth everything. Our bodies are worth everything. That's why he tries so hard for us to have desires to to hurt us, our bodies, in some way or to defile it, to to permanently mark it, to, to cut it, to draw blood, and to constantly have this feeling that things are our fault that we are unloved, that our friends aren't true, that we are toxic to others, that they are toxic to us, that we have lost our way, that we don't fit in. Some of these he has real evidence for. What if you actually do suck, he says. What a way to consider it. What a way to phrase it. What if you actually are worthless? What are you doing here? What if you'll never fit in? This is the war. Remember Moses. Remember Moses one thirty nine, To bring to pass the immortality and eternal life of man. This is the purpose. It doesn't matter whether we're worth it or not. What matters is that we have time right now to do something. To take a step in the right direction. To take a step on his holy paths. And if we stand still we shall not progress and we shall be dragged back with a body you have the ability to do great things even with a disabled body you have a body you are alive you have blood pumping through your veins Why would you want to stop that? Why would you want to prevent that? Why are you so concerned about uh, whether you are of worth? Focus on others. Make sure they know they are of worth and you shall be of worth. (laughs) It is unfair to ask why you feel like you're uh, unworthy. To somehow imply that it's your fault that you feel this way. It is not. Satan is a real being and he can push thoughts into our head just as the Holy Ghost can. Spirits, good or bad, communicate to us the same way. Sometimes it's hard to distinguish the two. But what we are given to distinguish the two is our brains, our patterns, our way of thinking and our feelings. If we are whispered an impression to do something and you don't know whether it's good or bad, just think. If what it's whispering for me to do, is it, is it good? Will it uplift someone? Will it Will it do something even remotely related to the work of the Lord? And if yes, then why not do it? If no, then why do it? Huh. Even if it feels like you're rationalizing. Like... The thought wasn't originally to help serve the Lord or to serve His purposes, but you somehow found a way that you can think of that it'd be able to serve Him. It still counts. As long as you know that it can influence the world in a good way, that it can bring souls back into Christ. There's a weird discussion with video games. Are video games good or bad? Well, what are you using it for? Are you using it to connect with others? To connect with your friends? To make them feel welcome? To have a good time with them? Then yes, it is part of the work of the Lord. Are you using video games to escape from your pain? Are you using video games by yourself as a way to entertain you? Then no. This life isn't about entertaining ourselves. (laughs) If it were, we'd. it would already be over. You come to realize after. A while of service, and s- studying and pondering out in your minds, what makes you happy, you realize it's not entertaining yourself, like just sitting down and watching a movie. You get the whisper, "Hey, it, I have free time. I can, I can play a game. I can watch a show. I can look up memes, and it will be fun. And but why?" Does it make you happy? No, it's just a time filler. Get off my back. Why do it? Unless you're creating a meme, and you wish to uplift someone else, unless you're sharing it with somebody to uplift their day, unless it's a social activity, why are you sitting there Absorbing all this information, which really doesn't make you happy. You might get, like, a shallow laugh, and you might think of creative ideas, like, think of who would like this, but unless you actually share it with them, it's not doing anything. You're standing still, exactly where the enemy wants you. Do not let yourself be vulnerable. Uh oh, we really sidetracked, didn't we? I believe we left off on Alma 34, 10 through 11. That's probably where this all started. So, we shall go on. We shall go on to Alma six 6.6, which is, Therefore, nevertheless, the children of God were commanded that they should gather themselves together oft, And join in fasting and mighty prayer in behalf of the welfare of the souls of those who knew not God. Hmm. To bring souls unto Christ. Every soul is worth it. Every minute action to helping someone else, to show somebody that you care about them is the work of the Lord. Complimenting someone's hair, admiring their geeky knowledge about Dungeons and Dragons. Hmm. It it takes many forms. (laughs) Giving him a fist bump, slugging him in the shoulder sometimes. It's incredible how the work of the, how many ways the work of the Lord can progress because of human ingenuity, and I'm going to be sidetracking again, so I'm going to end it now and go on to alma seven eleven through thirteen which is and he shall go forth suffering pains and afflictions and temptations of every kind, and this that the word might be fulfilled, which saith he shall go forth, and he shall take upon him the sin- the pains and sicknesses of his people, and he and he shall take upon him death that he may that he might loose the bands of death which bind his people and he shall take upon him their infirmities that his bowels may be filled with mercy according to the flesh that he may know according to the flesh how to succor his people according to their infirmities now the spirit now the spirit knoweth all things The Spirit knoweth all things. Did we know all things when we were in heaven? Did he know all things? Nevertheless, the Son of God suffereth according to the flesh, that he might take upon him the sins of his people, that he might blot out their transgressions according to the power of his deliverance. And now, behold... This is the testimony which is in me. That's an interesting thought. The Spirit knoweth all things. Does that mean the Spirit of God, or the general Spirit of all of us? All of our spirits, plural. I don't know. Moving on. Alma 38, 11-12. See that ye are not lifted up unto pride. Yea, see that ye do not boast in your own wisdom, nor of your much strength. Use boldness, but not overbearance. And also see that ye bridle all your passions, that ye may be filled with love. Filled with love. See that ye refrain from idleness. (laughs) Mm. This podcast has been me bridling my passion. I have a passion to share the gospel in a small way. Even so, I'm afraid to share this podcast with people because Well, honestly, it is very long to recite 37 scriptures progressively. And it is probably not very interesting to listen to something so unstructured as this. A lot of other podcasts have a lot more of a structure. You know what you're going to be getting along with a few laughs. But this is just straight from the heart, straight from the impressions of the spirit, and straight from my mouth. Ain't much more to that. Ain't much more to it than that. Ah, well, let's continue, man. Ah. Let's continue. (laughs) Getting back on the focus train. Okay. After this Alma... We're now on to Mosiah 18, 8 through 10. I mentioned this earlier, but I couldn't... Remember why. Because I went on that big rant. Anyway, Messiah 18, 8 through 10. And it came to pass that he said unto them, Behold, here are the waters of Mormon, for thus were they called. And now, as ye are desirous to And now, as ye are desirous to come into the fold of God, and to be called His people, and are willing to bear one another's burdens that they may be light. Yea, and are willing to mourn with those that mourn, yea, and comfort those that stand in need of comfort, and to stand as witnesses of God at all times and in all things and in all places that ye may be in, even until death, that ye may be redeemed of God, that ye and be numbered and be numbered with those of the first resurrection, that ye may have eternal life. God-like life. Now, I say unto you, if this be the desire of your hearts, what have ye against being baptized in the name of the Lord, as a witness before him that ye have entered into a covenant with him, that ye will serve him and keep his commandments, that he will pour out his Spirit more abundantly upon you? Ah. That is an amazing scripture. In one sentence, he sums up what being a member of Christ's true church is. Mourn with those that mourn. Comfort those that stand in need of comfort. To stand as a witness of God that we might be resurrected resurrected and have eternal life, that we will become like him. That is the purpose of this church, and to to gather us into an understanding, to build us up and to form unity so that we may conquer this adversary that so sneakily makes his way into the hearts of men. He was the subtlest beast of the field, and he still is today. Let us be wary. Oh. D and C. Not D and C. Helaman 512. And now, and now, my sons, remember, remember that it is upon the rock of our Redeemer, which is Christ, the Son of God, that you must build your foundation, that when the devil shall send forth his mighty winds, yea, his shafts shaftes, his shafts in the whirlwind, yea, when all his hail and mighty storm shall beat upon you, it shall have no power over you to drag you down into the gulf of misery and endless woe, because of the rock upon which you are built, which is a sure foundation, A foundation whereon, if men build, they cannot fall. (sighs) That is inspiring. (sighs) Be grounded in your faith that you will not fall. Know what your values are. Like I said earlier. Now, Second Nephi 32, 3. Angels speak by the power of the Holy Ghost, wherefore they speak the words of Christ. Wherefore I said unto you, Feast upon the words of Christ, for the words of Christ will tell you all things what you must do. Feast upon the words of Christ, and you shall be able to speak as an angel speaks. feel like that's kind of what it was like when I was describing my experience with the missionaries proselyting just a few days ago. You just speak, say what you know, it won't be perfect, or strong, or structured, but the Holy Ghost knows what to do with it, and will make the connection between you and the investigator whether they call themselves an investigator or not. That's what they are whenever you speak the words of Christ. I'm speaking the words of Christ right now. I memorized all these scriptures. This, this, is, this is why. Wow. Okay. All right, moving on. Moroni. Moroni 10:4 through 5. And when ye shall receive these things, I would exhort you that you would ask God, the Eternal Father, in the name of Christ, if these things are not true. And if ye shall ask with a sincere heart, with real intent, having faith in Christ, he will manifest the truth of it unto you by the power of the Holy Ghost. And by the power of the Holy Ghost, ye may know the truth of all things. What a remarkable gift the Father has given us in in the Holy Ghost. Uh, Nothing compares to it except the saving power of Jesus Christ. The plan that they came up with. The Holy Ghost creates connection. Understanding, enlightenment, all good things are from God. Therefore it must be communicated through the Holy Ghost. He must be the key, the gatekeeper of our happiness. Uh, I'll have to study that out another time. <sighs> Psalms. Psalms sixty-six, eighteen through 20. If I regard iniquity in my heart, the Lord will not hear me, for the Holy Ghost will not be with me. That's a side thing. But verily God hath heard me, He hath attended to the voice of my prayer. Blessed be God, which hath not turned away my prayer, nor his mercy from me. He listens. That's amazing. (gasps) Forgive my phone. This has gone on longer than I expected. But what did I expect? after psalms is ether 126 and now i moroni would speak somewhat concerning this thing i would show unto the world that faith is thing faith are things which are hoped for and not seen wherefore dispute not because ye see not for ye receive no witness until after the trial of your faith No witness till after the trial of your faith. That is the pattern of everything. The three witnesses, for example, they never saw the plates until after the Book of Mormon was translated. That's incredible to me. That's what I learned in Saints and in the Doctrine and Covenants. What we're studying right now, Doctrine and Covenants 17, I believe. <clears throat> they had to believe, without ever knowing if the plates were real, that Joseph Smith was translating the Word of God. And they did they did believe. And if it's possible for them, it's possible for us. Yet they needed to be witnesses so that they could testify that they had, in fact, seen the plates. That it wasn't just one man claiming it. God knows the power of witness. We must continue, though. We must continue. First Nephi, three seven. And it came to pass that I said unto my father, Behold, I will go and do the things which the Lord hath commanded, for I know that the Lord giveth no commandments unto the children of men save he shall prepare a way for them that they may accomplish the thing that he commands, which he hath commanded, which he commandeth them. There we go. Grammar is always a little bit iffy around there. I will go and do. For I shall not receive a witness till after the trial of my faith. Therefore, I will go into the trial of my faith. That was definitely trial of his face. faith. <laughs> 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 Lips, the teeth, the tip of the tongue. Let us go on alma alma thirteen twenty eight but that you would humble yourselves before the Lord and call upon his holy name and watch and pray continually that ye may stand that ye may not be tempted above that which ye can bear, and thus be led by the spirit becoming humble, meeks, missive, patient full of love, and all long suffering, humble yourselves before the Lord, people. Mosiah two forty one, And moreover, I would desire that ye should consider on the blessed and happy state of those who keep the commandments of God. For behold, they are blessed in all things, both temporal and spiritual. And if they hold out faithful to the end, they are received into heaven, that thereby they may dwell with God in a state of never-ending happiness. O oh, remember, remember these things are true, for the Lord God hath spoken it. Remember, we are the saints. It's not the people who are perfect. It's not the people who are living more righteously than us. It is us. We are saints. We are also sinners. Perfection shall not be achieved in this life, but we will try our darndest. This is the war. This is the way. Uh. <sighs> sorry, let's let's move on. Moroni. We saw that too. Mosiah 222 And behold all that he requires of you is to keep his commandments and he has promised you that if you would keep his commandments you should prosper in the land and he never d- and he never and he never doth vary from that which he hath said wherefore If ye do keep his commandments, he doth bless you and prosper you. This does not mean life will be easy if you keep the commandments. It does not mean you will have to remain peaceful as others reject you, as others persecute you, as they threaten you. There's a time for peace, but we are in war. We must fight using the power of God and using our own natural strengths, our own common sense. For that is ordained of God, that we may become stronger, that we may become like him. He knows all, and we know little. But with what little we do know, let us make our own choices. J.S.H. Joseph Smith History, Chapter 1, 16-17 But, exerting all my powers to call upon God, all his powers... Not the Lord's powers. Exerting all my powers to call upon God to deliver me out of the power of this enemy which had seized upon me. To call upon God to deliver him. Because he cannot do it on his own. This enemy which had seized upon me. And at the very moment when I was ready to sink into despair and abandon myself to destruction, not to an imaginary ruin, but to the power of some actual being from the unseen world. Who had such marvelous power as I had never before felt in any being? He, The, the adversary is a force to be reckoned with. He is a 7,000-year-old military genius. He knows a lot more than we do. Maybe not as much as God, but he definitely knows all the facts, and he knows us, and he knows how to tell us things, just whisper things in a way to make us act contrary to our values, to influence our decisions. We cannot stand idle as we do this. This is the war. Just at this moment of great alarm, I saw a pillar of light exactly over my head, above the brightness of the sun, sun, which descended gradually until it fell upon me. When the light rested upon me, I saw two personages, whose brightness and glory defy, no. When the light rested upon me, no. No sooner... It no sooner appeared than I found myself delivered from the enemy which held me bound. Evil flees before righteousness. Keep righteousness close to you at all times. Pray always. When the light rested upon me, I saw two personages whose brightness and glory defy all description. Standing above me in the air, one of them spake unto me, calling me by name, and said, pointing to the other, This is my beloved son. Hear him. Hmm. Sorry. My beloved son, oh how sweet the sound. Moroni, no, Mosiah 4, 9. Believe in God. Believe that he is and that he created all things, both in heaven and in earth. Believe that he has all wisdom and all power, both in heaven and in earth. Believe that man doth not comprehend all the things which the Lord can comprehend. There are things way beyond the comprehension of our mortal minds. It's these things that we must strive for. I often think of the correlation between religion and science, and I believe science is good. It is the striving to know what we cannot comprehend. Through this, we have been able to comprehend many wonders of the natural universe that we would not have known if we had never explored. That is amazing. And that is what God intended. He comprehends everything. Things that we can scarcely begin to comprehend, but our goal is to become like him. How can we become like God if we just push away things that we don't understand as oh well I'm not supposed to understand it. Maybe you are. Seek it. Find answers. Come to conclusions. And then Sorry, it must have cut me off mid-sentence. I didn't realize I could only record an hour at a time. That's concerning. Anyway, we should move on. I don't know where we left off, but I left off. Um, let's review the, the last scripture. Second Nephi, thirty-eight, twenty-eight, thirty. For behold, thus saith the Lord God, I will give unto the children of men, line upon line, precept upon precept, here little and there little, and blessed are those who hearken unto my precepts and lend an ear unto my counsel, for they shall learn wisdom. For unto him that receiveth, I will give more, and from them that shall say we have enough, from them shall be taken away even that which they have. Uh, Once again, that's, don't stand in one place, or you will be acted upon. You shall be moved by the devil. Always be striving to learn more, to comprehend as God comprehends, for our goal is to become like him, as our newest scripture said. 2 Nephi 26-33, for none of these iniquities come of the Lord, for he doeth that which is good among the children of men, and he doeth nothing save it be plain unto the children of men, and he denieth save it be plain unto the children of men, and he inviteth them all to come unto him and partake of his goodness. And he denieth none that come unto him, black and white, bond and free, male and female. And he remembereth the heathen, and all are alike unto God, both Jew and Gentile. He knows us all; he loves us all. Remember that. Moses one thirty nine. For behold, this is my work and my glory, to bring to pass the eternal. To bring to pass the immortality and eternal life of man. I think my air is getting stale. I'm going to crack the door open. And the eternal life of man. Remember that purpose. That That is the essence of what we need to be doing on this earth. Alright. Okay. Mosiah 3.19 For the natural man is an enemy to God, and has been since the fall of Adam, and will be forever and ever, unless he yields to the enticings of the Holy Spirit, and putteth off the natural man, and becometh a saint through the atonement of Christ the Lord. And becometh as a child, submissive, meek, humble, patient, full of love, willing to submit to all things which the Lord seeth fit to inflict upon him. Even as a child doth submit to his own father. To his father. Hmm. We can be submissive. We can bend our will to the will of the Lord. I have faith in us. (sighs) Come on now. My stomach is really hurting but you didn't need to know that. uh Romans twelve one. I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that ye present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. Do not disregard our bodies. Why would our bodies be worthy of sacrifice if they were not worth anything know this okay go on second nephi 2520 26 and we talk of Christ, we rejoice in Christ, we preach of Christ, we prophesy of Christ, and we write according to our prophecies that our children may know, to what source they may look for a remission of their sins. Hmm. Talk of Christ. Third Nephi 32, 8-9 through nine. And now, my beloved brethren... I perceive that ye ponder still in your hearts, and it grieveth me that I must speak concerning this thing. For if ye would hearken unto the Spirit, which teacheth a man to pray, ye would know that ye must pray. For the evil spirit teacheth not a man to pray, but teacheth him that he must not pray. That devil, remember him. But, behold, I say unto you, ye must pray always, and not faint, that ye must not perform anything unto the Lord, save in the first place ye shall pray unto the Father in the name of Christ, that ye will consecrate thy performance before thee, that thy performance may be for the welfare of thy soul. You can do great things. Consecrate those things. Mosiah 2.17 And behold, I tell you these things, that you may learn wisdom, that you may learn that when you are in the service of your fellow beings, you are only in the service of your God. That is our purpose. Mosiah 20.11 And it came to pass that the people of Limhi began to drive the Lamanites before them, yet they were not half so numerous as the Lamanites. They are matched two to one. But they fought for their lives and for their wives and for their children. Therefore they exerted themselves, and like dragons did they fight. That is the aggression, the ferocity, that we need if we are going to survive on this earth life. Last one. Second Nephi 2 Nephi 2.27 Wherefore, my beloved brethren, Dang it. Second Nephi 2.27 Wherefore, men are free according to the flesh, and all things are given them which are expedient unto man. It, and all things are given them which are expedient unto man. And they are free to choose liberty and eternal life, through the great mediator of all men, or to choose captivity and death, according to the captivity and power of the devil. For he seeketh that all men might be miserable like unto himself. And he will get his way. That devil will get his way if we are not moving with ferocity. I love you guys. I will continue to post content in in different mediums on different channels. And I will post a link to some of those things if I see fit to. Different music and whatnot. I love you guys. I fight to memorize scriptures. As many scriptures as I can. So I can know the gospel. I can know the message Heavenly Father wants me to teach. I fight for every person on my mission. Every investigator, teacher, or companion. I fight to bring everything I've got to the table. So that the Holy Spirit can testify the truth unto them. I won't stop. I won't stop. I won't stop. I am Eli. Eli. I love you, brethren and sisters. Sister, God be with you. For the last time, God be with you. Tell me, tell me, tell me, tell me.